welcome to Juggling Podcast number... 61. My name is Luke Burge, and sitting next to me, actually sitting almost on me on a very comfy... That sounds really wrong. I'm just saying that you're, you're like leaning very close to me is... Paula Brentle. It's okay, she's my girlfriend, she's allowed to be sitting close to me. And uh, this um, episode is going to be all about our experiences here at the... Um, uh, chapter, chapter two. two, chapter two convention, juggling convention in Bruges or Brugge, Brugge, Brugge in Belgium, and uh, what? The, the the Belgian people say it, it actually different. Yeah, Again. there's Bruggy or something. Bruggy, Bruggy. I don't know. So. Um, <laughs> So yeah, a little bit like our, we left you last week on, I think it was Monday we last recorded the podcast, and it's only Friday now, so we said, oh yeah, we're going off, and we did actually, we drove over here, and we had a, a few good fun days in um, Bruges, as Rainy we call it. Rainy nice days. Yeah, some some rain, no sun, lots Freezing of cloud. Cold. Freezing cold. but uh, that's what to expect from Belgium in October, so we found out, and um, so we're in Bruges, which is in Belgium, by the way, as is quoted by the film, because when we're in Bruges, we actually went to the cinema and saw the film called In Bruges, which is actually really cool. Yeah. If you ever get to see a, a, a film, uh, like if you ever get to see it in the cinema, uh, which is within about 50 metres of the place it was filmed, that's a cool thing. So I do recommend the film In Bruges. It's quite violent. But but just when you're in Bruges. Yeah, well, not if you're just in Bruges. I think it's a good enough film to recommend anyway. But we're not a film podcast. What else have we done while we're in Bruges? Except, yeah, sightseeing, eating. <laughs> eating, lots of things, pancakes and fritters, uh, which is the, um, you know, the, the French fries, which actually Belgian fries, pommes, the Belgian fries, which are the, the national food here in Belgium. And, uh, oh, we went to the sea. And also today, uh, well, yesterday, Paula went off and found this furniture shop, which was pretty cool. And she was like, oh, we need to buy some chairs. And we do need to no, buy no, some no, chairs. No, no, no. That was the plan already to get some chairs. Oh, yeah. We've always wanted to buy some it chairs. that I suddenly found some chairs. And uh, so we, we found this, uh, or Polo found this uh, furniture shop, and we went there today, and we bought lots of stuff, actually. We bought, like, new radio, new speakers for the hi-fi. We bought... Glasses. Glasses, some books and things like that. And then the actual chairs themselves, they were, like, two euros each. Two euros. And these are, like, really nice dining room chairs, and we're really impressed with them. So that's our adventures in like shopping antique land. antique chairs. Anyway, so it came to um, yesterday, and by that time we'd actually seen a bit of the site. So, Polo, why don't you uh, say a little bit about what the site is like here? The site is a pretty cool hall, low ceiling, I must admit. Yes. Um, and also the people have to camp outside. And it's freezing cold. I mean, we sl- slept in the van and it was freezing cold. And some people didn't sleep, even sleep in small tents, but in the big top with six people last night. They were all covered completely in clothes. Their heads were covered in clothes. That's why I couldn't find Becca this morning, because just <laughs> everyone was covered in clothes. <laughs> that is true, actually. And so there's actually, just giving forward a few hours here, there's just been a show, and um, the host comes out and says, oh, the show will be half an hour late, because the big top is blowing down. That's the kind of weather... Just that moment, <laughs> yeah, he said. Yeah. Just this moment, the big top's blowing down, so we're going to have to delay the show while we uh, take the big top down, and now everyone can camp indoors. So this sort of it's like this youth centre, community centre kind of place with a big skate park outside and a bar and a disco and a stage area and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and another friend 
she just told me she i know I, I knew that she just arrived and i said oh what have you done so far oh i was twice evacuated <laughs> <laughs> what she moved her stuff from one tip big top into another and then into another into another yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> hopefully everyone now camping inside so we're actually now there's the, the different rooms inside the different workshop rooms some of them are put aside now for sleeping and some of them have been put aside for juggling and we're in a juggling place now we looking around seeing lots of people doing contact juggly ball stuff things are seriously so, low aren't they yeah because it's not it actually says here actually in the, in the first page of the program it says let me explain a little bit about chapter two the chapter two festival as it's called it goes chapter who the complete yeah she says that chapter who yeah the complete philosophy behind chapter two started with us visiting a lot of juggling conventions and festivals we kept the most fun parts and made sure that we're not another gym festival a new form of location new actions new generation low ceiling what low ceilings lots of new ideas combined with new juggling chapter two is an experience and it likes to experiment and deal with an original way with all forms of object manipulation chapter two let people think creatively and brings completely innovative vision on juggling welcome to the new chapter welcome to chapter two and that's the sort of introduction at the beginning of the program here i'm sure they have these low ceilings so that no one does number juggling and (laughs) passing and stuff they want people to just juggle one object or maybe two i know it's been it's been quite an experience so far not a lot of big technical juggling definitely sorry i'm just holding Polar's hair down there by accident. So anyway, my day has been um, mainly full of workshops because the convention started exactly at 12 o'clock and then we've been going through and uh, let me see what we did here. First of all, from uh, 2 till 3 in the afternoon, I did a workshop with company Misanthropy um, and the, the title of that was called What Do I Want to Say and How Do I Say It? Now, more on company Misanthropy. When misanthrope. we talk... Misanthrope. It says misanthropy. It's not thrope. It's not English. (laughs) Okay, it's French. French group. Anyway, more on this company when we talk about the show, and specifically the last act of the show. And then I did... uh, Well, then it was meant to be Marco Paroletti's workshop, but his was, like, postponed for a while. I'm not quite sure why. So then I went to the the One Club Manipulation uh, workshop, but then that was cancelled. So then I went to Marco's later workshop and stuff like that. So, yeah, Marco Paoletti doing, um, teaching Russian technique, which was quite interesting. I did that for an hour, and then his workshop finished. And then I did my favourite workshop of the day, of the three that I went to, which was a two-hour masterclass with a guy called Samuel Gustafsson, and it was called Physicality Part 1. And I just want to read out a little bit of the... Um, explanation here it goes physicality with dead and living objects tools for improvising and creating materials and trios duets and solo dealing with the performer's body and chosen objects juggling or non-juggling in relation to space now normally when you read that kind of thing in one of these programs you think yeah 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 bloody blah blah and you go along there and they get those to sort of like run around in circles for a while and throw stuff at your head and uh, and things like that it's it's never really quite exactly what you're expecting for example company misanthrope um, misanthropy uh, they, their, their workshop was called What Do I Want to Say and How Do I Say It and it says research on your own keeping in mind the space time variations and contrast and to be honest I didn't really get anything out of that workshop at all except he said okay try out um, juggling and telling a story of how you cook some food at the same time tell a recipe as you juggle and that was pretty much all I got out of that in other words, not a lot. Um, but this other one with so similar. Said the recipe of pancakes. Oh, I what know. Else can you cook? I actually said cheese on toast because I wanted to keep it really simple because I didn't want to do a whole lot of juggling. So it's like take some bread, grill it, put some cheese on the bread, grill it until golden brown. 
eat and enjoy. But while I didn't really get anything out of what he was teaching, the, the main guy I was teaching, I did actually come up with some new tricks and some new very uh, like interesting variations of my own, which I actually quite found quite interesting. So yeah, but this Samuel Gustafsson, his Masterclass Part 1 Physicality, was absolutely fantastic. Two hours of really, really good ideas, lots and lots of really good exercises. Some exercises that I've done before, but then applied to <laughs> juggling in some fantastic ways. I'm really inspired by that, and I'm going to go back there um, and uh, do it tomorrow, because there's lots of, like it says, trios and duets and solo stuff. There's a lot of duet stuff. And one of the... Um, uh, explorations that we did today was that you said, okay, get into pairs. And so we got into pairs, and I got into a pair with Becca, a friend of ours from Canada. And then it's like, okay, what you need to do is you need to, like, like put the balls around each other in interesting ways. And he just let us doing it. So, of course, we're all jokey and say, hey, this is cool, and, like, getting ourselves tangled in knots and putting the, our arms around each other and, and doing balls and getting quite close. And, uh, and then he says, okay, no more joking or anything like that. Just be serious and move around the space. And then we did, and it just, we just carried on for, like, ten minutes of, like, two people, like, with arms almost not around each other all the time, but, like, juggling. Paula's getting really jealous now. She's drinking. A beer. But it was actually really quite, I wouldn't say sexy. I'm but so jealous. No, no, I wouldn't say, uh, I wouldn't say it was like sexy, but very sensual to, to do that kind of thing. And um, yeah, so anyway, hopefully Paula's going to come along with me to the, to the workshop tomorrow. Of course. Yeah, because it'll be better and I'll be able to, um, we'll be able to work together on something rather than on... Uh, on with, foreign bodies. Yes, with on, on foreign bodies. So anyway, really good workshop. Looking forward to part two, another two so hours tomorrow. Fun today, work tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> work tomorrow. Let's get to it. So anyway, then after these workshops, we went and had dinner. And then it comes the show, the main thing that happened this evening. Of course, it did start a bit late because of the storm outside, um, but that all ended well. Late. Sorry? A bit late. It's at about an hour, hour, about an hour late. And there wasn't many acts, um, but uh, what we did have, uh, it started really well. First of all, it was an, uh, like an announcement saying, please welcome on stage these guys. They're hopefully performing their full show next year or something like that, wasn't it? Next, next so. spring. And But here is their first tryout, and it was called, see if Polo can pronounce this one. Here is at the bottom of the list there, bottom of the list of the performances. Compagnie set for C. Com- company you've said for sweet or something like that. Anyway, so what we have are various members of the uh, of Paul and Freddie, Paul and, Freddie <laughs> and various members of Shake That and the um, and what do you call it the uh, the addicted crew plus various members of the guys who always get together at the uh, at the EJC the French crew from Paris and they put together these sort of like sexy kind of dancing kind of numbers and that's what they did and it really I really loved it because it, they used these big boxes like well not big boxes but wooden boxes and threw them around and slided them around and things like that and I was really impressed because they have like the sexiness of this Paris crew that always perform at the EJC open stage plus the playfulness of Paul and Freddie and addicted and in my that. opinion, they mainly had the playfulness. Yeah, but they there didn't was have that much of the sexiness. But it was there. It was there, but... It was overshadowed by the playfulness, but it was there, and I really, really enjoyed it. Next up was Eric um, from the Mad French Project. I can't remember his second name. It was, on, it was listed on the website, though. Anyway, Eric was uh, doing some pretty cool Diablo stuff. But it was a bit slow. No music. Uh, or it ended with a music piece, and... Um, it was like lots of nice starts and stops, but it was for me it was a bit too starty and stoppy. I, I'd rather him just do a nice routine. Um, for me, it was a bit like when I saw him before or when I f- saw him first. Yeah. I thought he doesn't know how cool he is. Yeah. And now it was all about hey, how I'm cool so cool. Yeah. yeah. And 
for me, a lot uh, of his coolness got lost. That's what I think. But he did win me over by the comedy. Of course, he, he, he's he did. definitely got a lot funnier. He but did, it, but it it wasn't the same thing for me anymore. Yeah. I loved it when I saw it first, yeah. and especially when he goes down and does his like getting the the Diablo run. Yeah, yeah. You know, quick. I, I shit myself laughing, and now I know he knows exactly what he's doing. So it's just half the fun. Oh, okay. Well, I still enjoyed it. He did win me over in his act at the beginning. I was like, uh, okay, but he did win me over. Next up, Audrey, um, who does her three clubs and sitting down and standing up and with her feet and across her breasts and all that kind of stuff. And she's getting... Ri- well, it's true. <coughs> yeah. I'm just laughing about the across her breasts. It's, it's one of the major parts of her routine. And uh, she's pretty cool. Um, then it was really good. And then we had um, Joris Verberen from Shake It, or Shake That, who we've saw, we saw last year at uh, the uh, Athens EJC. And what was your comment? You, he came up on stage and he just wasn't having enough fun, was he? Yeah, he, he seemed to try to be really serious. Or, no, he seemed to try to not have fun in a way. And I loved his charming way when I saw him at... Yeah, he's doing bar flair, by the way. He's, he's yeah, throwing he bottles around. flirting with the audience all the time and, like, laughing and, and smiling and looking at the people. And now he just tried to get on with it, but he didn't smile. He didn't, he didn't flirt. He didn't charm. Okay. And in the end, it, it came over him a bit because yeah. he, he really seemed to try not to do it yeah. but later it was there yeah, I mean, he played with I the audience he, he the needed end. to get warmed up or something yeah. and then in the end he threw some bits out into the audience to see who got the drinks the two cocktails he made and Polar got a drink yeah and oh by the way we have been drinking pretty much all evening that's a cool thing about not organising and not performing and not doing any workshops we could just pretty much get as drunk as we want to in the evening because I certainly need some more drink after this I think what do you think Polar? I'm having a drink right now. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I just don't have one in my hand. Okay, five was Paul Lind from Germany who did some balls with some cool body moves. I reckon the whole routine needed to be about half the length, but he did have some cool variations in there. What do you think, Polo? Uh, Yes, but for some reason he didn't really... He didn't get going, did he? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what was up with it because when I actually looked and looked what he was doing, he was really good. I mean, he was fantastic. His tricks were good. But he didn't get it over for me. Yeah, I think it was just because he didn't have any pauses for the audience to really enjoy it. His music sort of ran into each other and his juggling ran into each other. And there was just nothing really, there was nothing really to grab hold of. There was lots of really cool tricks if you knew what to look for. But he never, he didn't give us any hints at all. Next up was um, Hans from Shake That. We did an interview with him for last year. You should go back and listen to that because it's very entertaining. And this was him as Balthazar. And he was doing his new street show routine. Uh, what do you think, Polar? Yeah. Okay, yeah, me too. Uh, not a lot there. I mean, there was a lot there. Lots of playing with plungers, making shapes with plungers. Uh, but he acted too much like an idiot um, for me. He, like, his face was like, Ugh! and I'm just like, I don't really want to see an idiot like that. But check this out. Hans, tomorrow, is doing a workshop. And his workshop is called, what was it? Was it? Hans Vans workshop, one o'clock tomorrow. Ask the pro. So we're going to see if we can find some interesting questions. Do that we can't send out that podcast so that people can send us their questions yeah, yeah, it is a pity. to the pro. Yeah, it is a pity. But he is a professional juggler and this is very... He, he actually said this is a new routine idea, lots of new ideas that he's wanting to put together into a street show. Um, the thing is, uh, at the end, Bram, who was the host, comes out and said, yes, our very own Rumpole, because he did seem to go on quite a lot if you don't know Rumpole. Uh, know Rumpole. R- no, I'm not saying you, Paul. I'm just saying, if you people listening, if you don't know Rumpole, really check out his story and you'll see what it is. Uh, next up, 
up, what did we have? Number seven uh, was Priam. Had a droppy evening, but Priam was doing his thing with Diablos. A bit too many drops, though. Next up, we had... Um, we had Guy Waldenberg, who... Fantastic act. He is fantastic. He only had, like, three or four drops. Like, by far the most professional with the classic presentation. And the best thing is, we saw him before at the EJC open Audrey stage. Audrey was also really dropped. Oh, yes, yes. Audrey was also very, very well presented. Um, yes, but anyway, Guy Waldenberg from France. He, uh, he's called Waldenberg, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. And uh, so he did his thing. And last year at the EJC, or this year, just gone at the EJC, he did it. But I was hosting that night, so I didn't really see it except from the side. And it's a ring juggling act where the juggler always faces the audience, which is really, really cool. And this time, he didn't just do the cool juggling with really, really smooth tricks. He had a live piano player and live music kills. It just works so, so, so well. Anytime he made a mistake, it didn't matter. Anytime there was like a slight delay, it didn't matter. He was always definitely on the music and it was fantastic. And it really made the act for me with the, with the, the live piano. Lovely. What? It was lovely. It would have been a tiny bit nicer if the piano would have been on stage. Yeah, because the piano was up in the audience, and I'm not even sure. I'm sure half the audience didn't realize it was a live piano player for most so of 50%, the act. 50%, you're one, I'm one. I didn't notice. You didn't notice the piano player? I, I, no, the thing is, I thought he just choreographed it perfect to the music, and I thought the guy on the music stopped it that one time where he dropped. Oh, yeah, because it just paused, on, didn't it? Just, yeah, yeah, it yeah, just paused. And I thought, okay, he talked to the sound guy and said, if I drop all the rings, just stop and go on. Yeah. I didn't know it was a piano. Oh, okay. I noticed the piano player right at the beginning because he had a light shining on him. <laughs> and uh, Guy looked up at him and nodded when he wanted the music to start at the beginning. Yeah, but uh, you do that to a sound technician as well. Yeah, but the sound technician was on the back. The, the piano player was at the that side. That was what, what made me really wondering. <laughs> okay. But I, I got it straight away because he was literally pausing and throwing the, the, the ring in a different direction. And it was obviously out of time to the music. And then he was catching it and Polo was like, oh, that worked too. And I was like, what worked? And then uh, it was only afterwards that I realized now, actually, that Polo didn't realize the piano player was there. That Oh, she... she so the act was even better than I thought it was. Yeah. And I already loved it. Yeah, but it was really weird because I thought half the audience didn't know there was a piano player because everyone gave him a big round of applause and then he turned and sort of pointed at the piano player and everyone clapped again but it was sort of like there was this like oh, oh it wasn't yeah, all to the I music thought, isn't it Bram's job to say oh thank you to the light <laughs> thank you to the sound it really got me <laughs> Anyway, we have been going on a quite a long time now, so let's just quickly wrap up with the last act of the night. Let's skip back to, what was it? Um, company Misanthrope. Yeah. And uh, Company Misanthrope, with their, this routine called Mars 07, I guess March 07, maybe this is something from last day. And so this guy comes on, and this is actually for, for a new and experimental juggling convention. I was actually really impressed that nobody has yet on the stage bothered to do sort of like okay play a guitar loop it play a bit more guitar loop it you know the, what we was complaining about more and more loopy guitar more and more loopy um, you know sampling kind of things with the microphone but anyway this guy comes on and does it and then we were like oh okay he looks a bit French because he was all like hairy and with black clothes in fact there's lots of black baggy clothes at this convention so far like on stage but anyway here he comes and then a guy comes out on stage, like this guy who had led this workshop earlier on today, and, well, you explain it, Polo, because um, I'm sure you have this picture in your mind just as strong as I do. <laughs> he, he came on stage just in black pants. We're, black we're talking pants. underwear pants. Not oh, yeah, underwear pants. Yeah. No shoes, no socks, nothing, just pants. 
already with that crazy <laughs> mood in his face, yeah. in his eyes, yeah. not looking at someone. And then he stood in front and waited. Oh, yeah, and then he threw the, some, yeah, one of his clubs. Three, three yeah, yeah. clubs in his hands. Three white pirouette clubs. Of course, clubs. white, yeah. What did... He had various amounts of facial hair, you know, sort of stubbly facial And he threw one club away, then he threw another club away, and he threw another cl club away. And actually, as soon as he walked out, Polo was like, he's so French. And I was pissing myself laughing at that point. And then I actually turned to Polo, and he'd just thrown three clubs away. And he sort of looked across the stage and I said, I hope he rolls around on the floor for a bit now. And, and Polo said... And then I said, he'll definitely do. And then literally about one second later, he didn't just roll around on the floor. He dived up the floor, did like a dive forward roll sideways. And rolled the stage, over the floor. Rolled over the floor. And Polo and I looked at each other. No, we didn't even. No, no, we didn't even. <laughs> we, just, we just literally, Polo just like rocked sideways, pissing herself laughing. I rocked sideways, laid on top of her, pissing ourselves laughing. And then for the next like minute and a half, we were just pissing ourselves laughing. The thing is, the rest of the audience were But completely I'm sure silent. we didn't miss Something. No, we didn't, but the rest of the audience were completely silent. And the thing is, then it went on, and it went on, and it went on, just like weird shit after weird shit. Like, he's just rolling on the stage and doing... Actually, the juggling skills that he was doing weren't bad, you know. It was pretty good stuff. But the presentation was just so French, just so out there. The music was so loud and so noisy, and the juggling was all over the place, and the characters... Were, and then, literally, halfway through everybody was pissing themselves laughing they sort of did this thing and the music cut out and he was sitting on the floor and everyone started clapping and laughing at the same time and no, the thing is no one started clapping oh everyone started laughing yeah no one clapped and it was the pause to clap and no one clapped everyone was laughing and then it was like oh shit we all forgot to laugh uh, to clap and so we started clapping Yeah, but not really, because then the moment we started clapping, after a really long time... He oh, he's like, shush, shush, shush. And then they did this talking bit in French between them, and then they carried on. And then he came out of the audience and went back in, and then he carried on a bit more. And then he did this, and a bit more, and then he carried on. And people were playing and chatting in the audience and laughing. And I actually quite... I'm quite impressed with Polo and I for being just well ahead of the curve... Uh, here for sort of like as soon as they did he did that first thing on stage we pissed ourselves laughing and got it out of our system at the beginning and but everyone else sort of caught up with us as the show went on and actually thought saw the how the ridiculous is, they it was. started laughing then i stopped laughing yeah because it wasn't funny for us anymore we got all the funny stuff out of the way about a minute in and everyone else about 12 13 minutes in was laughing as well we were we were well past it by that time and i literally i was looking at it going is this a piss take is it all planned and it was all planned because you know it was well choreographed and the tricks were good and the the musician always knew what the juggler was doing the juggler always knew what the mus musician was doing but it was literally just looking at ourselves going is it all still going and actually polo's best comment was like hey we should book this for berlin convention next year No, 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 no. Wasn't it that? That wasn't my joke. I said we should tell Caroline yeah. to book it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because <laughs> they just tell her, like, oh, amazing act. You read last act. La yeah. Last act before the break. Like, how was that guy called? Oh, Daniel uh, Le Fricke, whatever his name was. Yeah, like him. Just yeah. in front of the pause. Perfect timing. 
Yeah, it was really great. And then at the very end of the act, I, said, I turned to Paul and said, I'm going to give them a standing ovation. I'm going to give them a certain fact. I was like, don't you dare give them a standing ovation. I was like, it's too much space taking the piss. And I was like, I'm going to give them a standing ovation. Um, and I thought it would just be funny me standing up and giving them a standing ovation. I thought the audience would like that. But it was even funnier because as soon as I stood up to give them a standing ovation, Polar grabbed me and pulled me back down into my seat. And we did this twice. And then at the end, when everyone came out on stage to, uh, like, when, you know, when he announced all the acts back on stage, you know, give it up for Balthazar or Audrey, Eric, and then he says, um, Company misanthrope, and then I stood up and Paul was pulling me down again from the standing ovation, and that was actually the most entertaining part of that act for me, is actually the, uh, 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 when we first said, actually two things, when we first said, uh, I hope he rolls on the floor, and he did, and then the standing ovation attempt at the end. So anyway, fantastic show, one final m- note, the host, the host of the show, yeah, Paula? Yeah, I just wanted to say, uh, the host, we shouldn't forget him, it was Bram from uh, Freddie and Paul. Paul and Freddie. Paul and Freddie. Oops. <laughs> I hope he's the first one. I don't know which one he is. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and I loved him. I loved him as a host. He was friendly. He was funny. He was nice to the artists. Just perfect. I really liked it. And his sort of gimmick throughout the show was he had this whiteboard and he came out and he gave us facts about Belgium. And piss-taking out of his own country. I like hosts who do that. It was really, really, really funny. Um, and now actually I know a little bit more about Belgium than I did before. Mainly how to swear at people in Belgium. Was it Tolipop? I know Tollipop? how high the highest mountain is, how... Yeah how long and how wide Belgium is. Yes, but it, it was amazing. In metres. In metres. Uh, but it was really, really good fun. He was a really good host. I'm very, very, very impressed. So I think that wraps up. Uh, oh, we've gone quite long. So hopefully the, the next two-day roundups that we do, maybe a little bit this after- the, tomorrow afternoon about the workshops and then a little bit less about the show tomorrow. Um, unless we'll we see how it comes. We'll see how it goes. Maybe we'll actually record live during the show, but hopefully it's not going to be as... Um, I'd say as bad, but as interesting as the last like, act was tonight. Meanwhile, we're going to sit here and watch Marco Paolatti juggle a bit more, because uh, that's quite, quite good fun, and some other people doing some cool stuff. Otherwise, uh, yeah, see you in the morning. Good night. It is now uh, Sunday morning, but not late Sunday morning, very, very early Sunday morning, about 15 minutes into Sunday, and it's time for the second update of day two of the Chapter 2 convention. Pola, how did you enjoy today? I really enjoyed today. I mean, it was a fantastic day. We got up early uh, at 10 o'clock, no, before 10 o'clock, so that we could start the first workshop at 10, and I can't remember doing that at any convention ever, especially not for a workshop. And the first workshop with, was with Samuel Gustafsson, and it was called Physicality Part 2. I read out what it was actually about, you know, physicality with dead and living objects, Part 2. And this was the first time Polar joined in with this workshop. What do you think, Polar, today? Uh, it was a cool workshop. It all built on each other. Yeah. Um, I had quite a bad headache from last night. Uh, which, with the drinking. Yeah, with the drinking, uh, which wasn't helpful for the workshop. But it was good. You, you enjoyed it? I enjoyed it and he was a good workshop teacher. You said that one of the things that you wanted from this convention was to be inspired with juggling again. Did it inspire you with juggling again or did it inspire you with choreography or inspire you with fun or interest or anything? I, I'm not sure if it inspired me. It definitely was fun playing the kind of juggling games. Crap, yeah. I mean crap juggling games. But yeah. it was more about moving and movement and walking around and... Yeah, good fun. 
I had a lot of fun. It was very much, it repeated quite a lot from the same workshop with the same guy yesterday, but there's only two of us in there who actually repeated the workshop. But I'd definitely come along and do the same workshop again at 10 o'clock, starting uh, later this morning or Sunday morning, if you want to put it that way. And then what did we do? Uh, we went on and, oh, we had a break, so we had a bit of lunch. And then there was this, oh, Polo had a coffee, not, we didn't have lunch quite yet. And then there was a, a, a workshop with Hans, um, Hans Vansverberger, um, from Shake That and uh, from the show last night. And he had an hour-long workshop called Ask the Pro. Now, Polo and I thought this was a, um, like, what we're going to do is ask the professional juggler about being a professional juggler. And so we prepared questions like, um, <laughs> when do you know an act is ready for the stage or not? Or what is the best length of a, for an act? Now, if you remember, I mean, it was 24 hours ago when we were talking about Hans's act, but some of these things um, could have could have come up. It's sort of like how to work with technical issues while staying in character. All of the things that came up with Hans's act last night in the show. But the thing is, it wasn't that kind of workshop. In other words, it was like a he's a, um, a teacher at a juggling school, like at a circus school, a juggling teacher at a circus school. So he's um, good at coaching people about technique. So the idea was to go along there with a trick or with a, a pattern that you you need some help with and you uh, and you need some help and you ask the pro to, to sort your pattern out whereas they thought it was going to be ask about professional juggling. So we were slightly disappointed with that one. Yeah, it was, it was quite a pity because we, we really wanted to ask some silly questions to be honest. <laughs> yes, that wind him up about his show last night. Um, anyway, so then in the afternoon we had some food and then we came back and we wanted to do a workshop with West Peden but then West Peden's workshop was um, delayed until later so instead we did a, a really, really good interview with Bram from uh, Fred and, uh, Freddy and Paul and Freddy. I'll get it right in a second. Oh, uh, we were drinking last night. We've actually both drunk more tonight than last night, I think. So uh, excuse the uh, waffling, I'm, I'm sure. So, yeah, really good wor- uh, interview. Waffles. Yeah, and we had waffles today. Uh, so really good workshop with Bram. What do you think about the workshop? We'll, workshop. Uh, no, interview, yeah. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. we'll be doing that. It was that. really interesting, really entertaining. Just fantastic. We'll be uh, putting that out in the coming weeks, probably next week or the week after, depending if I get a, a other interviews or an interview with Sergei Ignatov or whatever the plan is. It was an interview like an interview should be. What do you mean? He was a good talker? He was a good talker, but also he has an interesting life, interesting shows in the in the past and in the future and at the moment. So He's just an interesting what person. What else do you want from someone being interviewed? Yeah. And then uh, later on, it came to the fact I actually went and had a bit of a sleep for a while because um, we didn't have anything to do for a bit. But then there was these different messing up with workshops. So I went along and West Peden's workshop was meant to be then and then it was delayed until then and then it was put off until then and then nobody turned up and nobody turned up to tell us about it. Did it happen in the end? I didn't see it happen. So in the end, I missed this workshop. But I wouldn't have minded just missing Wes's workshop. But the thing is that I thought, well, okay, I can either go to a workshop with Wes or a bit later with Marco Paroletti or with Joris doing his cocktail shaking, like his cocktail bar flare kind of workshop. And then I I decided not to go to any of them because I wanted to do abstract composition with Wes Peden. But then Wes didn't turn up. And then I was too late to join him with Marco's workshop. And then it was a bit late to join him with Joris as well. So I missed out. So I only did one workshop. I mean, it was a really good two-hour workshop today, but this is my main complaint with this convention is, seriously, if you schedule a workshop 
get the workshop teacher to turn up. And if the workshop teacher isn't going to turn up, get somebody else to turn up to tell the people, like the, the 200 people waiting to do the, well, maybe not 200 people, make, to get the 50 people waiting to do the workshop there, make them happy by saying, okay, it's not happening now, come back in an hour and a half. And they'll all come yeah, back in an hour and a half. There's some other workshops happening. It doesn't you matter, at least... De- delay workshops. It's not about delaying a workshop. If it's delayed, don't just write it downstairs half, like, five minutes after it's meant to have started. So 50 people are waiting around upstairs, and then they've got to send someone downstairs to check on the board downstairs to see if it's been delayed or if it's been moved or anything. And then one person's got to come upstairs. And so I was just hanging around by the door, and I'm not kidding. 15 people asked me when West Peden's workshop was going to happen, and I didn't see it happen. I don't know when it happened. So, yeah, seriously, if... I mean, there's no gym. That's what it says at the beginning of the book here. It says, um, it's not another gym convention. There's no one place to hang out and juggle during the day if you don't want to go to workshops. It's all about the workshops. And they weren't happening on time or they weren't happening at all. Anyway, Polly, you went along to the um, Joris Verberens workshop, cocktail shaking. How do you find that? Did you learn anything new? Yeah, I learned a lot new because I never did some kind of shaking, sh- shaking stuff. Um... Yeah, it was a good intro to, to that kind of uh, juggling, and I really enjoyed it. And Are you going to be the first female member of Shake That? <laughs> no. Uh, oh, well. I, I'm a bit crap. <laughs> but you've got a, an idea, because we're wanting to actually... We've got a spare room at home, which is really embarrassing to have a whole room that we never use at home. And we want to put a bar in there, so do you think you're going to be using the bar? In the middle of the flat that... Yeah room that we don't use. <laughs> yeah, so we can't even use we, it as a storeroom. We walk through it every day when we go out. And there's a couch in there, and the couch generally gets things put on it and things put in front of it, but never actually used for anything, so we, we want to do something more with that. Anyway, what do we do then after the uh, after you doing the shaking shaking uh, workshop, cocktail shaking workshop? Oh, we went into town, had some food, came back, waited around for a bit, and the show, we let into the show, and then we waited around, and the show started, what, about an hour late again tonight? Yeah, that's what I expected. But it was expected. So let's go through some of the acts. First of all, the, the host of the show was Hans, and Hans was a slow host. More on that a bit later. First of all, we had Orin Habish doing... He did three-club routine and not a single drop, and it's really rare that you actually see someone get up, do a new routine, and just do it perfectly, flawlessly. The only time he made any mistake was when he was trying to collect his clubs at the very end of the routine, and the technicians turned the lights out, and he was like a bit, oh, oh, oh like that, and he sort of like faffed around the clubs. Can you remember his clubs? Uh, his routine at all, Paula? No. That's a real pity because he did such a nice routine. But it was there was another two other club jugglers in the first half, and it, I can't remember who did what trick. It was a bit weird. Next up was Amelia uh, doing her foot juggling. What do you think of this routine, Paula? Very French, even if she's Italian. She is Italian, but she did some French kind of rolling around on the floor. And her music, I mean, the tricks that she does, she, she, she lays on her back and juggles with her hands and her feet at the same time. I really like the tricks. And in the end, I think her, her, her skills are good enough. Just let them work for themselves. But she did this whole artistic rolling on the floor. And I just... And I like rolling around on the floor. Someone like Emiliano uh, Sanchez, he does it really well. I really like seeing him rolling on the floor. He sort of said something with it. But em- uh, Emilia from Italy, she doesn't really do that. And her music comes on and it's like... And it's like, okay, your music is painful to listen to. Sure, you want to induce pain in the audience, but there's more subtle ways of doing it than actually just having music, which is painful to listen to. Yeah, it wasn't enjoyable. 
It, so it's not really enjoyable. Even though the skills are good, the act itself isn't enjoyable on any level except the skills, I guess. Next up was Florian, who, who did a, another really cool uh, routine, a club routine this was. And I can remember that one. His music was good because it came on and it was like... And it was like techno and it really built up and he was building it up and he sort of worked with the audience and it was, uh, he was like really working. working. After the first trick, I knew I would like that routine. Yeah. He had like one or two mistakes, but otherwise another really clean um, club routine. And he was, I made a note here, my notes here. Uh, it says he was a, another artist wearing black baggy trousers. It used to be sort of like, sort of like the tight black top was the thing to wear. Now everyone's wearing the same kind of baggy trouser. I don't know what it is about this convention. Too many black baggy trousers. Next up was Matthias Romer, one of our favorite acts and one of our fav favorite jugglers of this year. And uh, he did a routine. I'm sure we've talked about it before. Um, sure. He does the hats and the glasses and the ball. And he did a little bit extra that we've seen before as part of a street show. No, 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 not really. It, the street show is different. The street show there, he gets a little child. No, but he and, did this he, as well. He says the, he sometimes does it on stage, that thing. It isn't new. Yeah, I know when we did the um, Augsburg Street Show Festival and we came second and he came first, he did the extra bit in that show, in the oh, winning okay. show. Oh, okay, I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah, so I've seen it before and it's a really nice piece. He got a standing ovation. I was probably one of the first people to stand up, but he really deserved it, you know, because this is a convention for new juggling and he's really showing some new stuff there, some new ideas. He really fitted perfectly into the theme. What, the next chapter, the theme? Okay, and next up we had Carlos, um, who did some club juggling, and his music messed up, and I really dislike this seeing it, the music mess up, and he just had to do his act without the music, and it was just him. Thankfully, he trains at the Toulouse Circus School, which means uh, the same place where... Um, uh, Emiliano hat juggler comes from and Morgan ball juggler comes from and he's now obviously learnt about sort of like performing with no music trying to get reactions with the fun kind of stuff out of the uh, audience very much a Toulouse juggling act although he was wearing the most disgusting juggler tell us about the, uh, the not juggler jumper tell us about the jumper pull up sorry I'm a bit drunk here it was a jumper straight from the 80s yeah. with some kind of comic stylish uh, yeah. pop art design and how it, would you describe it I would describe it as imagine something that Michael Jackson might have worn in the 1980s and then someone trying to move like Michael Jackson with a hair like Michael Jackson and skin tone sort of Michael Jackson halfway between anyway so Carlos uh, obviously taking Michael Jackson as some kind of inspiration here but doing a lot with it and he started off and I'm like oh, he made a few I'm drops I'm not sure if he was taking the piss or not I think he outfit. I think he was taking the piss a little bit, I'm not sure. But he started off he had quite a few drops at the beginning with his one and two clubs. Sorry, Paula's asking me to stop spitting at her, but I'm uh, I, I don't have full control of my lips at the moment. Most of a bottle of wine later. Um, but he then he, he, he finished off like his three club section, no drops at all. Four clubs, no drops, five clubs, no drops, then he does seven clubs and he does no drop. Well he does he gets seven clubs on the third attempt, so we're thinking, uh, maybe what's going on here. But he started off dropping, finished flawless, and it was really, really good to see that kind of thing. Finishing off the first half, defracto, company defracto. Tell us a bit about that, Polar. Absolutely fantastic. It is uh, Guillaume and Mintam from France, and they have these 
funny, strange costumes, just big, big stripes. Um, and I don't know. I, I don't know how to describe that, that piece, seriously. Okay, there's two of them, and they have bought like from one to what seven balls between them, yes. and it's a bit sort of like okay, think Stefan Singh and Philip back like three or four years ago. It's that kind of skill and ideas with the juggling, but the presentation is completely different. It's not to beatboxing or techno music or anything like that. It's like uh, no music for a big part of it and lots and lots of character. A straight man, Mintam, the sort of like the funny guy, the messing not, around guy. Not 100% straight. No, no, certainly not at all, but it's sort of like something going on there and uh, yeah, pretty... Uh, some, some, some really good... Um, like improvisation but of course it's not improvised you can see that they've done this so many times before every single time they make a mistake they have a new scripted ad-lib to do and it's perfect and the characters come out perfectly as well and they do lots and lots of cool really cool ball juggling like I say from, from one to seven balls and then at the end they put the music on and do a choreographed piece to the music you want to say a bit about the music piece at the end? Yeah, I, for me it really dropped down at the end because they did that fantastic character piece for a few minutes. No music? No music at all. Um, just their sounds, like funny, silly, fairy tale sounds. Um, and then they put the music on. And of course, immediately they lost their character. Not completely, but yeah, mostly. Um, because they couldn't play around. They had to choreograph it to the music, so... When they dropped, they couldn't play with the dropping and, and made the people laugh. They just had to pick up and go on with it. And if they would have stopped before the music with some kind of ending, I would have jumped up for a standing ovation. And with the music, it was a... I stood up, of course, because it was fantastic. But for me, it really, really dropped down at the end. And that was so much of a pity. Yeah, we did see these guys at the EJC. They were really good at the EJC, but of course, Polo and I were... Did they do it with music there? Yeah, they did at the end bit with music as well, but we were either hosting or organizing the show. It was one or the other. I, I can't remember who was actually hosting and who was doing stage management when they performed, but it was good to see it from the front. And it really, I just think of this, okay, of course, this is influenced from like the Toulouse Circus School style, you know, with sort of like lots of physical comedy, lots of clowning as well with, with no music, you know, all character, no music. Um, I really want to see these guys in a year's time, you know, because it's like the first time you see Morgan, he was good, but then with a year of performing, he was like super good, and I really want to see yeah, these guys. With him, well, it was exactly the opposite around, in my opinion. The skills were there, but his character wasn't. Yeah. And his character really built, was built in the last year. But you think these guys' character is strong now? Sure, I'm, I'm sure they can get stronger, but in my opinion, the character the characters are just hilarious the characters the characters are there but I think they can like the first time I see Morgan and then I saw him like it because we performed at quite a few conventions in common with Morgan and he just got better because he would do a mistake and the first time I saw him he was obviously improvising and then he was like okay when someone th rolls the ball back from, to me from the front of the stage instead of going for it I'll like dive for it and let it roll to the back of the stage and no, pick no, it up he rolled it back to them yeah yeah he but, didn't want it yeah but he did he had uh, quite a few things he could play with and every time I saw him after and then the next time and then the next time and this time I think the last time I saw him was at 531 maybe a year ago now I can't remember where it exactly was um, but he just got better and better at these like scripted playing with the audience scripted playing with the balls 
and I think these guys, they, the characters are there, uh, and it's good, and the juggling is there. I mean, the juggling could be better, but it gets to the point where I want to see Morgan drop more than I want to see him juggle. And these guys, I want to see... same with them. Yeah, but I still want to see them get the trick a few more times, and really, when they do drop, really sort of hone what they're doing when they drop hone what they uh, all, the, all the times when they have to pick up I loved it yeah just strip it down to the best few times that they're picking up the best few ways of picking up again between the two of them and then get the juggling a bit better so uh, anyway then there was a break yeah Polo's getting me to move on then there was um, Samuel Gustafsson oh by the way Hans the host yeah. was all the way through saying oh if someone else wants to host the show just come up and do it Oh yeah, and then, wanted to mention that. And then he said, he goes, oh, and we've got someone else to host the second half. So, so the second half was hosted by Lucas. And a guy called Lucas, he was quick. He literally came on stage and said, and the next act is there. And if he had to kill time, he did it in a really funny he way. He really killed time. Yeah, he really killed time. And like, okay, we're going to play a game called Find the Nipple. I'm not going to explain what it is now on this podcast, but it I was... you should. Okay, he just said, he point, when he points to something, if it's his nipple, you've got to go, yay! But if it's not his nipple, you say, no. That's a head. That's a elbow or something like that. That's not a nipple. That's your elbow. And that's not a nipple. That's the lighting rig, you know. And he kept on doing it. And then he pointed. Yeah. And at first I thought that's that's such a stupid game, but it was hilarious. I mean, he really made it up. Really. Yeah. And, and this it was fun. And this guy's like 17 or something. He's got. I mean, he was just came out on stage, and he he knew that his job was literally introduce the next act. At one point, some act finished. It was Marco finished, and he uh, he was doing some clapping thing. And then the audience kept on clapping afterwards. And he came out when he was ch- getting us to shut up. And it's like we don't want to shut up and see the see you do something. We just want to keep clapping. So people kept clapping. And then when we finally did shut up, he just went. The next act is West Speeden, and he went off. And it's like great. He got us to shut up to move on with the show because so often a host will come out get your shut he'll shut you up and then because he wants to do something he shuts you up because he wants to mess around with you or, or, and it wasn't this one Lucas he shut us up to get on with the show and I really like that so the second half Samuel um, Gustafsson he did some ring juggling we've been doing his workshop uh, we did his workshop today you could really see Polo said you can really see yeah. what we learned in his workshop coming through with his juggling pretty good yeah really good ring juggling I can't, don't have a lot to say about it except the things that we've been learning about physicality with dead and living objects it really yeah it's, it's just really really nice ring juggling next up was Fritz or someone from Italy I couldn't get actually catch his name um, but he was doing some ukulele singing and playing and juggling not a lot to say about that next up was Arjen but it was nice between all these hard acts yeah. to just have something fun. Yeah, it was a silly ukulele yeah, it, manipulation. It was nice in the show. Yeah, I'm not saying it was bad. It was just like... But it sounded like uh, nothing to say about that. But it was a, a nice... Yeah, I was laughing all the way through. It was entertaining enough, but I just don't have a lot to say about it, really. Uh, next up was Ian, and I remember Ian when he was, like, really little. You know, we, we saw him, actually, the first convention, if you remember, last uh, uh, week, uh, the last podcast when we were telling about how Paul and I got together. Uh, we didn't get together at the EJC. It was actually the um, first ever Dutch juggling championships in Groningen. And Groningen. Groningen. Uh, that we first really got together um, in, what was it, 2006? Two thousand six, no two thousand five, two thousand five, two thousand five, and um, so so that was cool. But he actually, Ian won the the uh, the Dutch juggling championships Diablo competition, and he was really little at the time. He was like the youngest guy taking part, and now he's like all grown up and and Wasn't muscly. Small guy, the youngest guy. 
he, Iron was the small guy. No, 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 there is that smaller guy. No, Iron was the smallest guy there. No, 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 then I mean someone else. Okay, you might I'll show you, he's here as well. Oh, maybe, uh, what, Niels, the li- really little guy? Yeah. Oh, no, no, he wasn't him, he didn't win that time, but anyway, no, Iron... No, no. But he was younger. He was younger, but he's like, must be 12 now or something. Yeah, but I mean, there was someone younger. There he was someone younger. He was the young one. He was the youngest one taking part in the competition, and oh, he won. Okay. And But now he's all, like, grown up, and he was do- he was wearing white. He was wearing jeans and wearing white. He wasn't wearing black. And I'm like, wow, somebody on stage not wearing black. And I was really impressed by that. He did Diablo stuff. And while he had a lot of mistakes, it was really good to see something new with Diablo. He was actually trying some new kind of presentation with Diablo. Some dancey movements with Diablo. Yeah, it was good. Next up was Marco Paoletti doing his ball thing. And we, I'm sure we've talked about this because we've seen it a lot of times before. He gets his metronomes out of the front. Polar's yawning now. going. Oh, like, you've seen it too many times, yeah? yeah. I've seen it a lot of times. I've seen it a lot of times. But today he really did work with the audience a little bit more. And he had a beatboxer and stuff like that. But I really like this routine because he keeps doing it. And he does like, what, he's doing like 15 minutes on stage. And he's like, he's, he's dropping twice in 15 minutes, no matter what you say about Marco. I'm sure that was a bad show for him. Yeah, and that was a bad <laughs> show for him. Like, he does this whole thing and he makes two mistakes on the whole show. And it really goes to show. I mean, Marco really cares about what he does on stage. He has something to say, and he really says it. And he doesn't make any compromises with his with his juggling or with his presentation. He does exactly what he wants, and that's it. Um, which was really good to see. Uh, although I have seen this routine a few more, a few too many times now. I think I, I really want him to. I don't want him to move on. I think I just need to go to less conventions with Marco. Finally. What's up? Conventions without Marco. Are there conventions without Marco? I don't know. I just feel this convention is very much like Marco is, at the moment, is one of those people who is defining the juggling scene at the the moment. It's like he, he walks around with a ball balanced on the top of his head. And then everybody else walks around with a ball. Years ago. And that was years ago. He really, he, it's like, okay, people talk about lots of different stuff. It's like, who's the most influential person in the juggling world? And people talk, oh, I like this person. I like that person. I like this person. But then you've got to actually see, don't, don't ask people what they like. Watch them juggle and see who they're copying, you know. And it turns out that actually Marco, lots of people are copying him. And lots of people are taking their cues of their style from him. Um, which is which is really impressive. Finally, finishing off the show, let's get straight to it. Highlight of the night for me. I know it's a bit predictable to say this. Wes Peden highlight like was the was the final guy in the show. What do you think about West Polar? Was he a highlight of the show? Uh, one of them, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, one of them. I thought he was your highlight of the show because he wasn't I, mine. Who was yours? Uh, uh, Guillaume and Mintam. De facto. Yeah. Well, they were a highlight for me, but I have seen them before, and they were really good. But the thing is with Wes, he's just, he's just super good. I know, again, it's like boring to say that, but he's just really, really good at juggling. He shows me new stuff all the time. He's getting up on stage. He did a five-club routine, and it lasted about four minutes. Five, like four minutes of five clubs. You don't see that all the time. And uh, sure, he made a few mistakes, but... It's really, really good. He actually did two clubs, and then he did, like, three balls and seven balls. All of that with no mistakes. Then he did five clubs. He made a few mistakes in that one. Then he did a ring routine, flawless. Did three clubs with a few more drops, and then finished off with, like, three balls and stuff. But it's, like, 22 minutes. And to do 22 minutes with, like, six or seven drops in the whole thing, all of it new tricks I've never seen before. All of it really inspiring stuff. 
And if you think about it, he was doing... Like, I, I've mentioned this before, that, like, Anthony Gatto is any other three jugglers in the world put together. Like, he's the best ring juggler, plus the best club juggler, plus the best ball juggler, plus the best this kind of juggler and that juggler. And it doesn't matter who's best at this other stuff. You put any other three jugglers together, and Anthony Gatto can match them any, in any way. And at the moment, Wes Peden, of course, technically isn't there, but creatively and like ideas-wise and manipulation, he's like any other three jugglers at this convention in any show doing workshops. Put them together, and you've got Wes Peden's show this evening. Because like the other guys doing club juggling tonight, all of them did their club juggling, and it was in sort of the same style of Wes Peden. But Wes came up, he did two clubs, he did five clubs, he did three clubs, and he just blew everyone else out of the water. Technically, creatively, skills-wise, tricks-wise, it was all there. Same with the rings. Uh, well, maybe not. He wasn't, like, blowing um, uh, Samuel Gustafsson out of the water. But, you know, like, he was at the same level. And the same with the ball juggling. He was just taking everyone else apart with his ball juggling. And I'm just really, really impressed with Wes. That's cool. I just, it's just, he just amazes me. And, uh, yeah, I really want to see what he does in the future. In fact, I'm a bit pissed off that he was in the EJC show this year. Because I actually said to the organizer of the EJC show this, I said, don't book Wes now. Book him in two years' time, because then you'll get something amazing. I mean, I'm, I was glad he was in. You can book him again. Of course they can book him again. But I was like, why don't you save he him? He will have just, just new ideas. I mean, it won't be anything like he did this year. I know. I hope. So I hope so. It doesn't matter. I know it doesn't matter, but I'm just saying it's like one of those people. Next week, and it will be a different show. <laughs> of course, but I'm just saying it's like I want to sort of save him a bit, you know, sort of like okay, just just hold him back a bit, hold him back a bit, and then sort of like let him come through and blow everyone away again. I don't want. To, I don't want to see him too many times, you know. I, I know it's bad to say that, but I want him to sort of save up the goodness of West, yeah, and then. I know uh, what you mean what? I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> What do you mean, don't make him mark? Don't say that, Colin. That's bad. You, you, you see, I, I just want to hold back with Wes a bit, and then I want to see him in a year's time, and I want to have the same feeling as I had tonight in a year's time, but with all new stuff, because, of course, I've seen a few of his routines tonight that he did tonight. Anyway, we've got to wrap this up, because otherwise this, uh, this report from the, from the Chapter 2 convention is going to last so long. Uh, one final thing that I just want to go over from the shows tonight and tomorrow night. It says here at the beginning of the book, it says this... Um, like the chapter 2 convention is about new juggling it's about new fresh and funky juggling it's about the new chapter and about the shows that we saw last night and the show that we saw tonight who was like because there's a bit oh excuse us there's a sound system uh, exploding in the background Uh, who would you think really wraps up like the next chapter of juggling that you've seen in the shows and workshop wise and here at the convention polar do you have do you have anything to say about that just checking through last night um, I don't know who you've seen uh, yeah for me it's the compagnie the, the, who were the first guys last night yeah yes um, then definitely Matthias Romier yeah uh, the thingies how are they called uh, uh, Defracto Defracto and of course West Pin. Yeah, I would say the same thing as well, but of course I, I have to give a mention to the guys who were last on last night, Compagnie Misanthrope, or whatever they're called. Actually, we found the flyer. Polo's actually got the flyer in a pocket here, and he's actually juggling right in front of us. Have you seen his juggling? He's doing some really shit hot manipulation from this guy here. And his name is um, Johann Schwarzberger. 
and his um, partner on the guitar, Laurent Bocret. Perla made a comment on the on the podcast. Hey, we should get them for the uh, the the Berlin convention, the second half of the Berlin convention. We talked about that yesterday already. Yeah, I'm just saying because it's like okay, it's someone like uh, Jean Daniel Fricker. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And we picked up their flyer, and it said. Um, director Jean Daniel Flicker, and it's like ah, now it all makes sense. You know, the same guy who we were like, hey, he's religious Jesus style. Yeah, and it was really funny talking to other people. They said, oh yes, it's quite. It's almost like they're going for something spiritual, going for something religious. And now we've actually seen that. It's like yeah, we really see that the sort of okay, we're trying to get religious symbolism, some kind of like spirituality into the juggling. And it did come across last night in their thing. If we if we didn't stop pissing ourselves laughing at what they were doing, it would have come across a bit stronger, I think. But it was definitely there, and so I definitely have to give it. If everyone else is on chapter two, these guys are on chapter four. You know, West Peden maybe on chapter three, um, but these guys are maybe chapter four or five. So yeah, it it is interesting that quite a lot of the acts definitely tonight was a lot more advanced than last night. I think. Yeah, but for me, everything took too long. I don't enjoy that long acts. What a twenty-two minute act. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with you. It could have been shorter. Like Especially because it was two. Two long acts after each other. Yeah. Uh, one would have been fine, but not two. Yeah, that is a bit of a pity. They could have got to move on. And I really, I would have liked, actually, if they'd have done sort of like, okay, last night was an open stage with new acts. Well, not so much an open stage, but like, this is a new act, and tonight was like, okay, here's some, like, solid stuff. You know, here's some good stuff. That's what they do at the 531 Festival. The book shows are all people with solid acts, with completed acts. And then they have like a work in progress evening as well. And I'd have preferred that here. It would have been better. It would have been a bit better. Anyway, so let's wrap it up saying big props to all of the artists, really. But especially Wes, uh, especially Samuel Gustafsson, Defracto, and um, Matthias from tonight. And from last night, um, Audrey... Uh, the uh, company set Foisy, there's seven guys at the beginning as well. And who else was good last night? I can't even remember. Uh, who? Guy. Who? Guy. Oh yeah, and and Guy Vordenberg as well. And of course the final act. We've got to we've got to put another word in. If somebody hadn't done an act like this at this convention, um, the uh, the misanthrope. If if there hadn't been an act which was that French and that completely over the top, I think I'd have been a bit disappointed. But it was there. And and I really enjoyed. We had, we had Emilia today. Emilia, yeah, yeah, but she she didn't just she didn't really knock out of the park. These guys really just sort of like punched okay. us in the face with it. Anyway, let's wrap it up there. Good night. Okay, to finish off the podcast, the, the report here from the chapter two convention, we have with us with Paul and I the main uh, convention organizer, Dan. How are you doing, Dan? I'm fine, tired at the end of the convention, but it's going well, thanks. Yeah, it's now, what is it, it's one o'clock on Sunday afternoon, and um, just quickly, has the convention so far been a success for you? Is it, is it, have you win, have you won the convention? Well, there were some problems with the weather and the space, but the shows were nice, I think, and yeah, I think people had a lot of fun. Cool. So, just just take us back to the beginning. What what made you think I need to run a, a convention for new juggling in Belgium? Well, we just wanted to do something that is that we like and which was f- which is fun and just having fun with the people we made it and inviting some artists we really like. So that's why we did this. You say we? Who is we? Uh, me and my colleague uh, Renus. 
And uh, and you're from where? In you're from Ypres, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I've also uh, talked to you and been involved with other conventions you've organised because you also organised the uh, the um, Ypres conventions, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was involved in that, but um, this was last edition of the Ypres convention. Uh, it's over. <laughs> and do you think the chapter two convention is going to keep going? Um, normally not. It's just a festival that happened once. But we're thinking about other nice things with juggling projects. Uh, maybe a festival, we're not sure yet. We'll decide that in a few months, maybe. And uh, so you, how did you invite the people to come along to the convention? I mean, how did you promote it and how did you get other people interested in the convention? Well, we thought about some nice things uh, with, for the promotion. Very nice thing was uh, the Chapter 2 stage in Karlsruhe at EJC. Uh, we really liked that and I think the people did as well. Um, so we did the freestyle stage in Karlsruhe and with a lot of performers uh, from Chapter 2. And yeah, we had some nice promotion things. Uh, we started with the secret message in Athens uh, two years ago, past year. Um, yeah, that's Paula? What secret message? I mean, it must have been so secret that I didn't hear about it. Well, we didn't make any real promotion for the festival. We just gave people um, a postcard with on the front, uh, you've got a secret message, and on the back, uh, get it at chapter2.be. And then you've got a cool video with uh, performers from chapter 2. Um, and then we, then jugglers starting spreading the video, and um, it was cool. I think your best promotion was seriously the Chapter 2 stage at Karlsruhe. I think that was a really, really clever idea. And I think it's a good success to say, hey, it's the first or only convention, and we got 400 people from 12 countries. I mean, who can say that about the first convention? Yeah, I'm very happy about that. Um, yeah, I think people like the idea, um, so maybe we can develop it more um, at school. Uh, you, you say maybe develop it more. You think go to uh, come back here to Bruges, go to somewhere else, maybe have another team organizing it. What do you think? Uh, I don't think we come back to Bruges because the location was maybe the worst thing at the convention. And look, it was yeah, there were some problems with the location. So we, if we organize the convention in the future, we'll change location for sure. Um, but we're also thinking about small projects, maybe at other conventions, uh, doing some things like the Chapter 2 stage. Uh, these are possibilities um, which we should uh, think about. Yeah, you just, Polo just said 400 people. Um, how many people were you expecting? Because I think this location is a little bit too small for 400 people. Well, the maximum capacity was uh, 300 people, but we were expecting between 200 and 250 people. So, so you sort of almost doubled your expectations. Yes, indeed. Well, that's pretty cool. It certainly was a big success. I've really enjoyed the workshops um, as well, and the show's pretty cool. Uh, did you see any of the shows? Uh, yesterday I saw little parts, small parts. Uh, yeah, that's it. I guess you didn't see the end. But did you hear about the end when everyone was shouting for you to, to give you a big applause? I don't want to go on stage, never. Stage is for artists, not for organizers. But you were there, you were there and we're hiding. I was standing next to the stage, but I'm not an artist, you know.
No, I, I understand. That's understandable because people, you know, they, they appreciate the convention. But of course, if you're not an artist, you think, no, the, the people on stage, they've just done their job and I'm just going to hang out back here. I think I really like the idea. And, and I think it's cool that you say, hey, the stage is for artists. Um, and I don't like organizers who come out themselves. But if they are really asked from the whole audience because the audience wants to give them their applause. I mean, you're an artist organizing that convention. So I think you could have come out. Or Okay. Yeah, thanks. Anyway, is there anyone who you'd like to quickly thank, um, someone who's uh, really helped you out or any group of people that you'd like to thank now? Um, there are a lot of people we want to thank, but um, we, had, uh, work, we, we have been working nice with DJC 2008 in Karlsruhe. That was very nice. Um, so maybe that's important um, to say. It was a very good team to work with. They did a lot for us, and we were glad we could do our job there. That's pretty cool. And of course, your mother, who I've seen sitting down there on the on the front desk all weekend. Yeah, my mother is always in for very much work. Yeah, I just actually point this out, uh, Dan. How old are you? Just just to, let's clear this up now. Twenty. Twenty, and you've this is you're twenty years old, and you've organised a convention for four hundred people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, anyone out there, you don't have to be, oh, I'm not going to organize a convention, and I'm not old enough and stuff like that. Dan's been organizing or being involved in organizing conventions for years and years and years now, and he's only 20. Yeah, I just wanted to know, when did you organize your first convention? How old were you? Well, actually, um, I wasn't um, the main organizer, but I was involved in the IPA convention, I think, for the first time in uh, four or five years ago. Yeah. So, yeah, get involved, kids. Get involved. That's <laughs> all I can say there. Otherwise, take, um, respons take responsibility. Yeah, do it. Put together your project. Do your dream convention. And uh, if you build it, they will come, etc. So, uh, well, don't laugh at that. And uh, so, finally, is there anything else you want to say uh, about the convention? Any story, any high point, any low point? Uh, yeah. <laughs> There is a real low point at the moment. It's laying in at the stairs. But uh, <laughs> no, that was the low point was the tent. I think we should sleeping tents. We should break down, and then everybody should sleep inside. That which make we had enough. We have not enough space. The high point for me was the stage. I think, um, but I haven't seen much from the convention. I hope people liked it. Well, we really enjoyed the shows, and yes, the, the everybody camping inside, bringing all the tents and things inside because of the weather has put a little bit of a damper on it because there's just not enough space for everyone. And it made it smelly. <laughs> I guess, and it does smell a bit too much inside now as well. So anyway, uh, I think that's probably around about it. So thank you very much for your time, Dan. Thanks. Uh, nice to talk with you about that. Okay, thank you. And thank you for the convention. Of course, now, to end off the convention, we, we always like to, to share some little highs and lows and things. And uh, just before we leave, because this is pretty much it for us now at the convention, isn't it, Paula? Yeah, and now we will leave separately. Yeah, I'm going to go back to Berlin. Paula's going to Aachen to do some work. So um, next week's podcast, sorry about this, might not feature Paula if I put out a, an interview. Maybe you won't do it about art then. Maybe I won't. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, Paula, let's just quickly go through it. High point of the convention for you? Uh, the shows? Like different bits of the show. That's cool. Anyone we specific? Talk, yeah. No, we talked about. Oh the yeah, show. of course. Exactly. Sorry. So they know what my highs were. It's when just I say bits in the show. 
I know, I was just a bit drunk last night. I can't actually remember what I said about the shows. For me, the high points, I think we're working with the, um, with the, uh, in, the in the workshop with um, Samuel Gustafsson. It's been great hanging out with him and, and learning his stuff and seeing him doing stuff in the show. Of course, the shows themselves, Defracto, were fantastic. West Eden was really, really great. And um, what else have I done? No, because I, I was just a consumer at this convention. Although before the show last night, they came up to me and said, uh, so, like three of the organizers came up to me and said, uh, do you want to host the show tonight? And I'm like, Nope. And then someone else came up. Do you want to host the show tonight? I'm like, nope. And then so many different cool artists came up to me and said, Are you sure you don't want to host the show? I was like, uh, maybe. You know, it's really actually, it felt really good to have lots of artists who I respect come up to me and want me to be part of the show. And I was like, yay. It's only because nobody else wanted to do it. Um, anyway, so that was quite good fun. Low point of the convention for you, Paula? The rain. I think the rain was the, the low point because it. Sure, we slept in the van and it wasn't too bad because we didn't have to sleep in the tent. But we had to get to the van <laughs> and with rain all the time. Uh, That's more of a bane. Annoying. Yeah. Okay, low point. I don't know. Maybe that I had to leave the workshop yesterday early. That was really annoying. Oh, well. Polar. We no, went no, off no, the, the low point that was that the restaurant where we wanted to go to was full. <laughs> yeah, we actually went off from that the site. That was a low point, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went off to eat some pasta at a pasta place we knew was really, really good. And we got there and it was full. And we're like, not even a chance. They're like, nope. And we're like, uh, I wanted okay, pasta. And we quickly want to have a waffle before we find the next restaurant. And the waffle pl- place just said, oh, sorry, we are closed. Yeah, and it was a bit disappointing. My main low was the convention, uh, not the convention, the, the workshop, the uh, the workshop organising and people... It was nearly a bane as well. Yeah, it was nearly a bane. It's just happened over and over again. I wanted to go to a workshop. So that yesterday I only did one workshop. I mean, it was a good two-hour workshop. But there was another three workshops that I wanted to do. And because of scheduling... I know, but it's my low. Okay. Um, uh, crush convention. Go. Uh, crush, 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 crush. Mine's Bram, I think, quite uh, easily. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Bram. Yeah, because cool he did a cool interview and he did uh, a really, uh, really good hosting of the show. And um, Samuel Gustafsson, because I did six hours of the workshop with him and learnt quite a lot of cool stuff. Uh, what else do we have here? The um, Bane? Bane, the low ceilings, because I really wanted to do some passing and some juggling with you. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't. I mean, we could have done six clubs and maybe seven clubs. Eight clubs would have been very stressful. Impossible. Because it was really, really, really busy. Yeah. I mean, everything was full. Passing would have been a, a problem already. My bane was the rain, I think. I'm going to use that as my brain. Uh, goal of the convention, Paula. You stopping <laughs> spitting at me. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm having trouble talking properly and controlling my lips. My goal was to learn something, to do some workshops and to get inspired. And I definitely got inspired. That's pretty cool. With different things. I couldn't say off the top of my head now, oh, it was that and this and here. And I'm going to work on that. Just yeah. <laughs> in my brain now. Pretty cool. My goal was to do nothing, just consume. And that's what I've done. And I'm really pleased about actually going to a convention and not being involved in any way with any organizing or anything. Just, just hanging out and doing stuff. And yeah, I know. True. I didn't do anything as well. <laughs> It was really good. It was really good. And I put off the uh, temptation of actually hosting a show. Um, so, uh, and finally, surprise of the convention, Polly. How many people were here? I know, it was amazing, wasn't it? That would be my surprise, just how popular it was. And just, they go, we're going to do new juggling. And just so many people turned up. And of course, how many good people were here? Yeah. And then just perfect. Good stuff. Is that, is that wrapping it up then? Is there anything else you want to say? Any final thoughts about this um, uh, convention wrap-up? 
Uh, yeah, I just quickly want to say what was Dan's low. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's really funny. It. <laughs> um, when I was laying in bed still, uh, I was looking out of the window of the van and there was the van driving past and the driver had a kitten on his shoulder like jumping around and I thought that's really dangerous I mean he could easily make an accident with that and half an hour later I came out of my <laughs> of the van and went to the convention uh, hall or uh, space and that van drove backwards downstairs against that against the building I don't know how he managed to do it but Luke will put up a picture I said uh, yeah yeah I'm sure I'll put a picture somewhere online and that is Dan's low yeah because there's this van. it was one of my highs <laughs> it's so funny it's like this circus van all brightly painted and it's obviously just reversed and there's a series of steps that go down it's quite a wide set of steps go down and then because there's sort of like split levels of the of the room here and it's just reversed down and obviously crunch into the bottom of the building there and um, maybe that's why Dan doesn't think we're going to come back to this venue again because of the uh, because of the van driven down the steps and the last question do you think if they would do another chapter two do you think it would be called chapter three or chapter two two i think it would be called chapter two 2009 okay or chapter 2009 i don't know um i to be honest overall i think the 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 new level they're saying it's a new chapter juggling funky and all that kind of stuff um i don't think they Uh, succeeded in convincing me that this is the new chapter of juggling. I know it's bad to say that, but for me, it's sort of like so it's not like the five three one or so. The five three one, I think, is is definitely more professional than this and more advanced in some ways. But overall, I think this is just cool stuff that we've seen at the EJC, and here's it all pre- presented in a distilled kind of fashion. You know, like you have a passing convention, Diablo convention. We talked about it on last week's podcast. This is sort of like cool, funky juggling, but I don't really see it all that much as hey, this is really the next chapter of juggling. I think it's it, it's a step on that way and it's definitely looking in the right direction but I think the next chapter of juggling is going to be uh, a lot different than this or a lot more advanced than this I don't know it's just a feeling that I have is that it's pushing in the right direction top marks for that but I think they could have just instead of inviting the favorite artists from the EJC they could have looked outside of the 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 known circle of artists and invited a few more different people that's all I'm saying yeah maybe but I think they did a a really good job yeah yeah definitely yeah I'm just saying, I, I would just say, let's, if it does it again, let's really push forward. Let's really go uh, a bit further forward. Do it then. Uh, no. Thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to, glass. I'm not going to start doing Maybe Dan's, right I'm not going to start doing Dan's job or any kind of convention organizing um, okay. in the large scale. Anyway, let's wrap that up now. See you later. Email me, luke at juggler.net if you've enjoyed this. And polarbrandler at yahoo.com if you want to talk to Polar. Uh, otherwise, uh, see you next week. Bye. Bye and good things.